Welcome to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. With your host, Steve Garrett, moderator of the world's largest Corvette website, CorvetteForum.com. MC and DJ at one of the largest Corvette weekends in the country, Corvette Fun Fest. President of the Corvette Club of Kansas City, Missouri. And radio disc jockey at the number one radio station in Kansas City for over 40 years. Here's Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. This is podcast number two, so make sure you tell your friends about Corvette Today, the podcast, and get them to listen as well. First of all, I want to thank our flagship sponsors, Hendrick Chevrolet of Kansas City. Hendrick is the largest seller of Corvettes in the Kansas City area. They ship nationwide. You can visit ChevyUSA.com or call them at 913-384-1550. That's 913-384-1550. Another flagship sponsor of Corvette Today, the podcast, is the midenginecorvetteforum.com. If you'd like to join a new, vibrant forum community that focuses specifically on the new mid-engine C8, it's free to join this friendly Corvette community. You'll meet a lot of fellow Corvette enthusiasts like yourself at midenginecorvetteforum.com. I'm really excited. This is a good friend of mine. This is the man. If you want to order a Corvette, this man has sold more Corvettes than anybody else in history. He is the number one Corvette salesperson in the world. I want you to meet Mike Furman, my buddy at Criswell Chevrolet in Gaithersburg, Maryland. Mike, welcome to Corvette today, and thanks for being here. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me, Steve. You bet. I'm glad you're here. Me too. Mike, let's talk about how you got into cars. What started your love for cars at an early age? Well, you know, actually uh, at 17, when you get your driver's license, where I came from, and all of a sudden it was a big wide world that you could have uh, four wheels under your belt and, and drive somewhere. And then I had a buddy of my brother's, I had an older brother that had a muscle car and that got me into it. And the rest is history. I started reading in the uh, magazines in the uh, high school library. And next thing I know, I'm a, I'm a car nut. What got you into Corvettes? What kicked off that passion? Well, I'll tell you, that's easy. The 1978 Corvette Indy 500 pace car. My senior year, I guess spring of 1978, I'm uh, reading all the magazines. And every every magazine had different pictures and articles on the 1978 Corvette. And it was black with the silver down below and the silver leather interior. And that just... That whole look just got me in the, the whole Indy 500 thing. And the next thing I know, I was bit. That is one of my favorite cars, too. Someday I would love to have a 78 Indianapolis pace car in my garage and part of my stable as well. Mike, you've got a really interesting story about college, don't you? Well, yeah, it was interesting. I, I went away to University of Maryland about a year and a half after I graduated high school. I was still working for the Connor Order Group. I had a full ride to University of Maryland and, uh, for wrestling. I ended up graduating from University of Maryland and everything. One day I was wrestling against Duke University down at Duke in Cameron Indoor Stadium, which is a phenomenal experience in itself. But after the match, one of the uh, wrestlers from Duke came up to me and said, you're Mike Furman from Pascal Hills High School. And I said, yeah. He says, you're the one that hurt Tom Cruise. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he says, well, you wrestled the guy on my high school team, and his name was Thomas Maypother, Tommy Maypother. And I said, yeah, I remember that said, yeah, well, that's Tom Cruise. His middle name is Cruise. Well, actually, his full name is Thomas C. Maypala IV. 
He was filming Top Gun at the time. So everybody, there was like 20 people around me at the time in the stands. What a great story that was. And that's how I first learned that I wrestled Tom Cruise in high school. And you beat him and hurt him. I hurt him, actually. 45 seconds into the match, I separated his shoulder. There's a lot of funny stories off of that. But I also wrestled a guy from 16 Candles, Jake Ryan, the guy that drove the red Porsche in the movie 16 Candles. His name is Mike Shuffling. And he wrestled for Temple University. And he was bored of college. He went into Bill Blass's office wanted to be a model and he ended up getting into that movie 16 candles and he was in uh, vision quest and a bunch of others before retiring from the movie uh, industry man you've wrestled all the big stars and beat them all mike well, i don't know about that but the bottom line is it was a lot of fun and some great stories that's for sure that's awesome mike talk to us about how you got your job in a car dealership so when you started in the car dealership what was your age what did you start doing initially in the dealership and how'd you get into sales selling cars is how i got into it three weeks before my uh, 18th birthday you know, as long as you had a heartbeat back then and <laughs> you could get a job selling they obviously saw that i had a great love for cars they knew I was into the muscle cars in that area. They, they knew of me. And one thing led to another. Um, I felt like part of the family with the Connor Auto Group, uh, Malcolm Connor. So Malcolm Connor Auto Group is where you first started out in car sales, right? Correct. What a great family to work for. And they were one of the big groups back then. Uh, not a lot of people owned multiple dealerships, and they did. It was just a great experience, great people, no complaints. Who taught you the ropes of selling cars? You learn by osmosis. You can't be any of the other salesmen because their personalities or things like that, but you pick and choose what you can use for yourself. I had a guy that was the general manager of the dealership named Ken Allen. He was my first great mentor, and he taught me everything that he knew, and he would load your lips, and you'd go out and talk to the customers and do the best you can and bring them back information, and you just keep on going. And the other one was Gary Connor. Even though Gary was only six years older than me, we just had a great rapport, obviously, and it just worked out well. And I spoke to Ken Allen all the way up to when he passed away about seven years ago. He was very proud of me, and he had retired to Vermont years ago. Gary Connor actually took my Spring Mountain uh, Corvette driving school with his son, Malcolm, who I saw get born 30 years ago. And so Malcolm, his son, and Gary came to my class in October. It was fantastic. That's amazing. So selling cars is the only job you've ever had. In the industry, yeah. Worked a lot of jobs in car dealerships, you know, all the way up to general manager. I was a general manager for 23 years. And then after uh, the new uh, administration came in in 2007, 2008, they got rid of the small underlining dealership. So I went back on the floor for Criswell Chevrolet in August of 09, and I haven't looked back since. I've been there ever since on the floor selling. So when you first got your first job in the car dealership, what generation of Corvette was being sold at the time? The only generation that I've never owned a Corvette. I've owned 21 Corvettes. The C3, the third generation Corvette, was the only one I've never owned, and that's what I was selling used and new and everything else. Among other things, everything Chevrolet and Oldsmobile and Pontiac. So when you started selling Corvettes and cars, the C3 generation was the one that was currently out. Yeah, it was summer of 78. We're going to take a break here on Corvette today, but when we come back, Mike's going to talk a little bit more about the buying experience that you can do because Mike ships all over the country. We'll be back in just a minute with Corvette Today, the podcast.
Hey, honey, are you awake? Mm, I am now. I can't sleep. Since turning 50, I keep dreaming of a red door and a blue door, somehow knowing there are only choices for retirement. Okay. Through the red door, we outlive our money. We have to rely on our kids. We're stuck on a fixed income. It's terrifying. Yeah, that would suck. But through the blue door, our money outlives us. We retire on our terms. Our kids stay our kids, not our caretakers. We make work optional. Yes, that's much better. That's what what I want too. But what do we do? We call True Wealth and Company at 913-653-8783. They specialize in helping successful people make work optional. They're our fiduciary Blue Door personal wealth managers. Hey, where are you going? It's 3 a.m. I can't sleep. I'm going to check out True Wealth and Company online at retirewithtrue.com. That Blue Door is going to be our retirement. 913-653-8783. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com. Investment advice offered through True Wealth and Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas. You're listening to the Corvette Today podcast with Steve Garrett. Our guest today is Mike Furman, the number one Corvette salesperson in the world who sold over 4,000 Corvettes over his lifetime of selling cars and Corvettes. Mike, I want to talk about the buying experience that you do at Criswell Chevrolet in Gaithersburg, Maryland. Now, you sold more Corvettes than anyone in history. First of all, tell everybody what number you're on and when are you going to hit the next plateau? That's a good question. A little over 4,500 is how many I've delivered and the 8,000 other vehicles as well. To hit 5,000 Corvettes, I had thought I would hit that around October timeframe, but clearly the two-month strike and the uh, battle, the world events of what's going on with the virus is going to curtail that date. So I think sometime by January-ish, I probably will hit 5,000 Corvettes delivered. That's incredible. 40 years and 5,000 Corvettes. That is truly amazing, my friend. Talk about some of the more memorable Corvette sales. You know, maybe some of the uh, celebrities you've sold to or some of the most unique experiences that you've had while selling Corvettes. I've sold to a lot of athletes and politicians being in the Washington, D.C. area. So there's a lot of neat stories there. Some I can tell, some I can't. One of the coolest experiences was Thurgood Marshall Jr. came in and uh, he had made an appointment and he didn't tell me his name. He just said his name was TJ. If you don't know who his father is, you might want to Google because he was a Supreme Court justice. Just a great man in, in my eyes, one of my heroes. There's a lot of books out on him and a lot of movies as well. But TJ makes this appointment. He comes in and looking at him and he looked like the spitting image of his father, but he didn't tell me he was Thurgood Marshall Jr. We make the deal. I'm ordering him a car and he gives me his driver's license, and clearly it states their good Marshall Jr. on there. And I look up at him, and he's a super nice guy, one of the nicest gentlemen you'll ever want to meet. And I say, just kiddingly, I said, hey, do you get through BWI Airport uh, easily? Well, it happens to be named after his father. It's the Thurgood Marshall uh, Airport. And he just laughs, and he, he has this little giggle, and he goes, oh, no, no, no. Same as anybody else. And he's just very, very down-to-earth. At the end of the deal, he, he shakes my hand, he, and he just was just a pure gentleman. When he came in for delivery, he gave me a bunch of books and a couple of uh, videos on his father. And he says, I'm not going to ask you to do a book report, but I want you to have this because I know you're a fan of my dad. He's been gone for a long time. I think he died in 92 or 93. But he, the nicest gentleman, he ended up uh, meeting me up at Carlisle at my uh, vendor space. And then he flew out the mountain and took the Corvette training class out there. And just a great guy and uh, loves his Corvette. 
That's amazing. What a great story. Now talk about the buying process. When someone calls you or contacts you to buy a Corvette, you've got a big inventory. Tell everybody about how the process goes because you have some unique things about the estimate that you give a person on their current car and how you overnight paperwork and get everything done. Well, 80% of my business is out of state. We can do all the paperwork and payment process via FedEx back and forth at our expense. So that's easy. A lot of times if somebody has a trade-in and they didn't know what it's worth, and I can give them a sight-unseen trade value, and I usually can hold it for a month or two. It's, it's not like CarMax where you have three days or 300 miles or whatever. Most people that have Corvettes, I'd say 99% of them, take care of their car, and they know how to describe their car. So all I do is I ask for their VIN number, the age of the tires and the miles on the, on the tires, along with obviously the odometer reading on the car and if there's been any changes from stock on the vehicle. And I can give them a sight unseen trade value within 10 minutes. That's not a hard thing. The hard thing is, is holding to it. So in 42 years plus of selling cars, I've never changed one sight unseen trade value. Think about that. That's pretty damn good considering in this business, a lot of people tell you what you want to hear. And I tell you the truth. So the buying process is pretty darn easy then, isn't it? Yeah. You know, after doing every job in the dealership over 42 years, I kind of have it down, I'd say. I better be doing something right after 42 plus years of doing this. So I make it very simple. I'm very black and white. I don't have time for games or anything like that. And people appreciate that. I, you know, I have one best price, period. I don't believe in a second best price. That's great. Now, since you do 80% of your deals out of state, explain to them how you get cars to them because you use a trucking line and you get the cars to them almost immediately, don't you? Yeah. What I do is I have three different dispatchers that buy car trucking. We don't have any affiliation with them whatsoever. All I can tell you is I've used them for 11 years now, about 15 times per month for 11 years. And they stand behind their work, they're prompt, they're cordial, they do everything they say they're going to do. They're fully insured, white glove service, you know, enclosed trailer, door to door. So if I'm on the phone with you and you say, hey, what's it going to cost me to go from your dealership to Los Angeles? And I ask for their zip code and I immediately get in my cell phone and I text the dispatchers and I text them. All I say is Criswell to 92705 or whatever their zip code is. And within minutes, I'll get a text back and it'll say $2,000. And that's COD. In other words, it's, we're not marketed up. That's what the customer would pay fly car trucking. I'm just helping them with a service of providing them an enclosed truck, quote, door to door, right that, to their doorstep. That's pretty amazing, Mike, because it makes it simple and easy and just kind of carefree when you're looking at buying a car. Talk about the inventory that you usually carry at Criswell. Well, we normally carry 150 to 220 Corvettes new in stock and probably 20 or 30 used. When you're in the throes of a generation change, obviously uh, your inventory is down low because you're selling out the old generation and you're, you've got new generation vehicles coming in that are all sold orders. I'll give you an example. Back in December of 2012, I get a phone call at 10 at night from Mr. Criswell and he says, Mike, the factory wants to give us X amount of allocations. They're closing out. This is the last week to order the 2013 Corvettes before the 14th in the fall. And I told him to take every single one that he could because the more you sell, the more you get as far as for the next generation allocation. Now, we had 90 on the ground. It was December 15th at 10 o'clock at night. And it's snowing. And we have 90 Corvettes on the ground. And he says, what if they offered me 100? I said, take every one of them. So I get into work the next day and he tells me, he says, Mike, I took 159. 
And so that means you got 230, 40 cars on the ground come March 1st, Corvettes. So that's a lot of Corvettes to have on the ground when you're selling 40 a month. Most dealerships would never get that opportunity because that's like $15 million in inventory. I sold them all out in five months. Come the end of September, the C7s came in and I think the first month in October of 13, I delivered 66 new Corvettes. That's amazing. The numbers are yeah. staggering. That's incredible. Now, you were talking about allocation. There's a lot of confusion with people understanding exactly how dealership allocation works. Can you explain that so it's kind of in layman's terms and everybody can understand it? Sure. It's called turn and earn. So the more you sell, the more you're able to get. Well, it's a catch-22. If you don't have them in stock, you can't sell them to earn. I'll give you an example. When I first got to Criswell, August of 2009, they were delivering about 70 Corvettes per year. So that means they were earning about 70, 75 Corvettes per year. I gave them some insight on some different things, and I'm just a salesman. I wasn't a manager, and I helped them out as far as how to order. And we got more allocation through sales and through buying services and things like that. So we've built it up to five, 600 allocations. And now I think next year we're going to get like seven or 800 allocations for the year. So that's a huge difference from 70 per year. I mean, monster difference. The more you sell, the more you get. I mean, that's a huge difference from 70 to 700 per year. And that's why we're, we're I think we're the third ranked dealership nationwide for Chevrolet Corvette sales, which is fine and dandy. I'm just a salesman. So it's a matter of how many I sell. Talk about some of the little extra things that you do for your customers, like Spring Mountain. Back in 2015, I decided I, I was selling so many cars out of state and not meeting these people. And I had such great reporters over the phone with so many different people that there was only so many of them I could run into at different events, like going to the Bash in Bowling Green in April, uh, different car shows in Ocean City or throughout the East Coast, like Corvettes at Carlisle. I've been going every year since 1978. And I can only meet so many people. So what I decided was was to fly out to the West Coast. And I want to say it was September of 2014. And I surprised a Corvette club who was having a car show in Prescott, Arizona. Now, that's two hours north of Phoenix. You have to rent a car. Well, first, you fly into Phoenix. You have to rent a car, drive two hours up the mountain into the high elevation area. I arrived and surprised them. And there was 250 Corvettes in the town square. And I ran into 10 Corvette customers that I had never met. And I wrote five deals at lunch while sitting at a cafe just one day. And I was in and out in 40 hours. I flew in and flew out and was home in 40 hours. Then the next year, 2015, is when I said, you know, I'm going to see if Spring Mountain will allow me to put together a class of 20 of my customers from the West Coast if I advertise it. And how would that go? And the first year, I think I sold out in like 48 hours, uh, that whole class of 20. And then the next year in 16, I had two classes of 20, 20 customers each, and then three classes. And last year, I was out at Spring Mountain four times, and I think the guard at the gate thinks I'm a member there now because he knows me by first name. I just have a great time, and it's a great way to get out of the Kurzweil Chevrolet and off-site and on a track with Corvettes and Corvette people and just make them feel comfortable and so they can learn more about their Corvette. Explain real quickly what the offer is from Chevrolet in regards to Spring Mountain, because it's a cool deal that you do sure. with all the people that have purchased from you in one big group. But a lot of times people don't understand the offer that Chevrolet does in regards and in relation to Spring Mountain. Sure. It started with the ZR1, the, the C6 
ZR1, where they offered a driving class for two days for ZR1 customers. And then uh, when the T7 started, they opened it up for all Corvette buyers. You had a year from when you first bought your car to take advantage of this two-day driving school. It includes your stay overnight in a luxury condo and the food and two days of track driving with seven professional drivers for 20 clients in a class. And GM picks up 60% of the bill. So let's just say, for argument's sake, it normally costs about three grand for the two days, including your food and your stay. GM picked up two grand of it, and all you have to do is pay a thousand. So that's five hundred dollars a day to be on the track all day and in the classroom learning and and whatnot from professional drivers. And you're not out there to race per se. You're out there to learn what your car is capable of doing. And you're having seven pro drivers to help you and assist you with the patience of a saint. These guys are great. When I'm out there, it's even better. We have so much fun morning, noon, and night. It's just a phenomenal experience, and Spring Mountain has been fantastic. I can't say enough about them. I got the Spring Mountain experience when I bought my C7 Corvette. I'll tell you what, it was outstanding. I would recommend it for any new Corvette purchaser because going out there for that two-day experience is a thrill of a lifetime. You really learn how to drive on the track, and it's a great experience that you'll always, always remember. Well, you know what's cool also is I became friendly with Adam Patel of Adam Polishes back in, I want to say 2014. I met him at Corvette of Carlisle. As this thing moved on, he started giving me gift certificates to give to my customers. And then when I would do this class, I'd have gift certificates for everybody that takes the class. And then Adam liked the whole idea so much, he took the class. So he came with me with his best friend from college, and they took the two-day driving course and everything. And he actually even gave a uh, clinic on how to detail your car for everybody in my class. I think this was about two years ago. Hey, we're talking with Mike Furman, the number one Corvette salesman in the world that works at Criswell Chevrolet in Gaithersburg, Maryland. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. This is Corvette Today, the podcast. We'll be right back. Fact. According to the March of Dimes, 40,000 babies are born each year in the United States with heart defects. At Athletic Testing Solutions, we take that, well, to heart. ATS offers the ATS Heart Check, a series of non-invasive tests to identify possible hidden heart defects in your kid's heart. Frequently, the symptoms of sudden cardiac arrest are masked or misdiagnosed. The ATS Heart Check can help detect congenital heart problems or abnormalities that don't show up during regular checkups or a sports physical. Have you ever wondered about your child's heart health? The ATS Heart Check is a terrific option, and it gives you peace of mind that your child is heart safe. Sudden cardiac arrest claims on average 130 young lives each week. Don't let your kids be a statistic. The ATS Heart Check only takes 20 to 30 minutes and utilizes an EKG and echocardiogram ultrasound of the heart. Visit ATSHeartCheck.com to schedule your child today or call toll-free at 888-537-2597. 888-537-2597. This is the Corvette Today Podcast with Steve Garrett. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me today is Mike Furman, the number one Corvette salesperson in the world, has sold over 4,000 Corvettes in his career, which spans 42 years. Corvette number 5,000 should come maybe at the end of the year or the beginning of next year. But Mike, let's talk a little bit more about personal stuff with you and Corvette. How many Corvettes have you owned? I have in my garage number 21. It's a 2020 Z51 Coupe in late silver with a two-tone blue interior. I only have about 150 miles on it. I've owned it a few weeks because of everything going on. I just haven't had time to drive it. 
but that's Corvette number 21. Uh, so uh, obviously I, I love what I do, where I do it, and I'm a huge Corvette enthusiast, which helped do what I do. I think that makes total sense. I mean, if you're going to sell Corvettes, you need to own a Corvette. Isn't that right? It certainly helps for the experience because I have so much enthusiasm and passion for the vehicle that uh, I've been recognized by Chevrolet many, many times. And I think part of all that is the passion I have for the Corvette, the Corvette customer, and my fellow enthusiasts. I do so much for everybody in the Corvette world that Chevrolet just certainly has taken notice about it. Talk a little bit more about that. Talk about your relationship with the Corvette team, like Tad's Jucter, Harlan Charles, all the guys that work on Corvette. Talk about that relationship that you've got with those guys. Well, those guys are the head of the Corvette team at Chevrolet. They're just uh, super, super guys. I get to speak with them a couple of times a year, and I value my relationships with them. And I think they appreciate my input as well. From time to time, they'll have certain questions or things that are going on. I certainly hear from them and a few other people like Kai Spandy at the plant and the gentleman that runs the, the paint facility and uh, the quality control manager, a bunch of different people. I'll see at different events like the Corvettes at Carlisle or the uh, Corvette Bash at, at uh, Bowling Green. And uh, I value and enjoy my relationships with all of them very much. That's wonderful. Mike, your career has spanned 42 years, over 4,500 Corvettes sold. How much longer do you want to work, and what plateau of Corvette sales would you like to hit before you retire? You know, it's interesting. Um, you know, when I hit 3,000, I said to myself, I'd be lucky to hit 4,000. But now I'm headed towards 5,000. I'm saying, well, maybe six and 7,000 is going to be within reach. Not ever thinking that would be possible. As I said, the more you sell, the more you get. And then what really has lit it up is the Internet. My reputation is it's like gas on a fire on the Internet. And I get calls, emails, PMs. Every day I'm getting 50 to 100 emails and probably 20 to 40 phone calls a day, seven days a week. It's really been incredible the entire run this last 10 years or so. That's amazing. Um, with me being a moderator on CorvetteForum.com in the C7 and C8 sections, the internet, like you said, has really helped fuel the desire for people to buy even out of state. You have a Sunday thread in CorvetteForum.com and MidEngineCorvetteForum.com. Talk about that and how you put that together and talk about some of the nostalgic pictures that you put in there as well. I've been a form member since 2002, but it was under an alias. Nobody knew who I was or that I worked for General Motors dealership. I just answered everybody's questions and always helped everybody out. You know, I had like over 18,000 posts and nobody even knew of it. And uh, I tried to stay under the radar. And then in 2012, my general sales manager at the time said, hey, we want to go on the form as a vendor and we want you to represent us. I said, can I take a day to think about it? The next day I wake up, I come into work, and they did it already. They didn't, they didn't even let me decide. <laughs> and uh, I said to myself, well, let's see how it goes probably three months and, and before I see any traction as far as how I can do. And so I went on there. And I started doing my delivery thread every Sunday with just delivery pictures of different color combinations and customers taking delivery and stories and stuff. And then I started adding in some old pictures of old different Corvettes and whatnot. The next thing I know, it spawned into a regular thing every Sunday. Uh, I probably only miss one or two Sundays a year just because I'm on vacation or whatnot. But the bottom line is I get about 35,000 views per week from my story that I put out there and different things. I actually had one story that I did, and I'll never forget it because it broke the counter on my uh, Corvette Furman Facebook page. I had over 44 
million views and the counter stopped. So I would say it's over 60 million views on one of my stories. It just went worldwide like nobody's business. It was unbelievable. But imagine that, over 44 million views, one story. What was that and, one story? Uh, down at the Corvette Bash in April, uh, about four years ago, and I saw a gentleman had painted a Z06 convertible in pink with a pink interior, and he did a world-class job at it. He was about 72 years old. He was a amateur painter all his life, and his wife wanted a pink Corvette convertible, and he took a white Z06 convertible and painted it pink, did a great job, and made the leather pink and black on the inside. And I just put a quick paragraph and pictures and a video on my website, on the Corvette Furman Facebook page. And the next thing I know, it was incredible, over 44 million views. It just took off. I still shake my head at that. But the bottom line is I write this Sunday post every week and 35,000 views a week. That's great crunch as far as uh, free advertising. That's amazing because I am the MC and DJ at Corvette Fun Fest on the grounds of Mid-America Motorworks in Effingham, Illinois. I've met those people that have the pink Corvette convertible. They're great people. The car is just stunning. It's just beautiful. And my wife is a cancer survivor. That's her favorite car. She likes to look at that car every year. Even though she's seen it, she still goes back and looks at it, talks to the people, and just enjoys that car so much. That's really cool. The second biggest story was when I went to Le Mans in 2011 and 12. I won a national contest for Chevrolet uh, for selling Corvettes. So in 2011 and 12, I won it, and they sent me to Le Mans. They put me up in Paris for a week and speed trained me down to the track and got to be in the Chevrolet suite right overlooked the pits for the race. And I was on the racetrack before the race and after and everything else. And I I did some videos, some YouTube videos of that, and I took a lot of pictures. So that was like the second biggest story. But obviously, it pales in comparison to $44 on the pink Corvette. Man, that has to be a thrill of a lifetime. Going to Le Mans, all expenses paid for a week in France for a whole week, and Chevrolet pays for it. That's got to be incredible. Yeah, well, trust me, I had to pay taxes on the trip, but it was well worth it. (laughs) I bet it was. Talk about Zora Arcus Duntoff. As everybody knows, Zora is the father of Corvette, and this mid-engine Corvette was 60 years in the making. It was his idea, but you personally knew Zora from your time at Connor Chevrolet. Back in the 1978 to 1990 time frame, Zora Duntoff and his wife Elfie Duntoff would come and, and spend a week at the Connors and stay up at a hotel close by, and they would go out to dinner with the Connors and whatnot and spend some time at the dealership. So he was a regular every year. Uh, so every summer for a week, I would get to speak with him and, and see him. And uh, it was kind of like nothing back then, you know, something but nothing. And Zora was big, obviously. But as a young kid, a young guy, 18 to 25 to 30 years old, you know, you don't know what you don't know. But spending time with him was just phenomenal. Him and Elfie were great. They were just fantastic people. But I would always bring up the mid-engine Corvette because it was always in the magazines and things like that. His famous quote was always, rumors sell magazines, not cars. I can't do his Russian accent, but that's what he would say. And Gary Connor has a ton of stories, obviously. He's spent a, a ton of time with Zora and Larry Shinoda and Dave McClellan and whatnot. So it was just a phenomenal time. Great time to be selling Corvettes and just working for the Connor family. That's got to be incredible saying you knew Zora Arcus Duntoff, the father of the Corvette that you've been selling for over 40 years. He passed on, um, actually, just a couple of days ago, 1996 was the uh, anniversary of his death. I think it was April 21st, 1996, he passed. 
So it's been 24 years he's gone now. He was such a great force. Without him, the Corvette wouldn't have made it. He wrote a letter to General Motors, I think, in 1955 and saved the Corvette. A lot of things to be thankful for with him, that's for sure. Mike, if somebody wants to buy a car from you, how can they get in touch with you? Give us all the contact information for people to get in touch with you at Criswell. Well, my desk direct line is 301-212-4420. And that's desk direct. That's not a text line. And then you can email me at mfurman. That's M-F-U-R-M-A-N at criswellauto.com. You can also go to my website, which is corvettefurman.com. And there's a lot of how-to videos on there, different things. It's a great Corvette dedicated website. That sounds great. Mike, thank you so much for being my special guest today on Corvette Today. I really enjoyed having you on the podcast. You're welcome. It was my pleasure, my friend. You've been listening to Corvette Today with Steve Garrett. If you'd like to contact Steve with any thoughts on the podcast or ideas for guests on Corvette Today, you can email him at stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. That's stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. Garrett has two R's and two T's. Or connect with Steve on social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using at stevegarrettdj. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today.